theyeshiva.net. Okay, so the summation of what we learned yesterday was that the core, the mother of all the Yeridas, the core, the beginning, the genesis, the progenitor of all the Yeridas, of all the descents in life, begins... Uh, 154, yeah. Pinchas, on top it says Pinchas. The mother of all the Yeridas begins with the greatest Yerida. And that is that meaning that before the Bria Sa'olam the Lashon here would be the Ratzin for creation or the Midas HaMalchus or the Oyr which are all expressions of that energy that will ultimately be translated into the consciousness of existence. It will be the divine, the way it becomes the battery, the engine of existence. Each world according to its identity. All of that, which is Shmai, it's his name. Why is it called his name? Because that basically is the energy that is going to be communicated into existence and therefore Hashem will be able to be identified by that and through that, exclusively through that, which is the function of a name. And it all begins with a will, with a desire that I want the world in order because I want to be a melech. So that midas hamalchus, which is basically the fuel behind all of existence, all of that was completely submerged in the source. The ur was in the ma'ir, as he puts it. The light wave in the solar core. What Bria Sa'olam does is it doesn't create the air. It just allows the air to emerge as separate from the ma'ir, as distinct from the ma'ir. In other words, practically speaking, that the air becomes suddenly the source that gives life, vitality, sustains and creates all of creation, and that itself goes through a huge evolution which we call hishtalshalos, from gradation, from grade to grade, level to level, world to world, until we reach the ultimate yirida of this world, where you have what's called a yesh gashmi and a dover nifrid mamash. So he says, imagine the yirida legabi, the ur, the way it was in the source, to the way the ur goes through the quantum leap from ayin to yesh. In the source it's called ayin, why is it called ayin? Not because it doesn't exist. It actually exists in a more powerful way than ever. It's called ayin because it's not noticeable. It should not be noticeable. It's part of the source. It's completely submerged in the source, like the light wave in the solar core. The yesh suddenly not only does it become noticeable, it becomes the source of creation. So this is a tremendous yirida. And the tachlis of this yirida, he says, is tzarech aliyah. What's the aliyah? The aliyah is to go back from yesh to ayin. So creation is the process of ayin to yesh. And the Aliyah, that's a Yeridah, and the Aliyah is to go back from Yesh to a state of Ayin. Meaning that even the Yesh, even that which is separate and apparently disconnected and completely fragmented from the Mukher, from the source of all oneness, that too should be realigned with the Ein Soif, with the Eir Ein Soif. And that is the Aliyah, which we call the Levyasa. When the Pasuk says that you created the Leviathan to play with it, to toy with it, what does it mean? Hashem needs a toy, and the toy is the Leviathan? I mean, it's a big toy. But what's this concept? So he says the concept is Leviathan comes from the word Chibur. Hapam Yilave Alignment. Connection. 
And the great chedva, the great joy happens when the yesh becomes bottled to the ayin. Bria is the transition from ayin to yesh. Hachachma may ayin to matzah. His havas from yesh back to ayin, that's a chiddush. That's a shinri hatava. And as he put it, the main joy and laughter always comes from a shinri and a hischachas. Now this needs to be explained. When he says, what's the Lashon here? The Iker HaSchoik V'Achedva is Mishinui V'Hischachos Kederach Sh'oisim L'Fanei Melachim V'Sarim Eizau Shinui V'Hischachos L'Simchos Chay. The custom, custom was, and I guess still is, kings wanted entertainment. Ministers wanted entertainment. People like entertainment. They want to laugh. They want to have fun. If you just bring in the regular routine, there's no fun. You need a shinu, you need a deviation, you need a hischachos, you need something new. That creates simchen something that's not alpiteva. It's not what's expected. And this is really what all laughter is. All laughter, if you think about it, this is not just a little description, all laughter in life comes always from what? From a hischachos, from the abnormal, from the irregular. That's the concept of the punchline. Yeah. Ozimolis is supposed to take you by surprise. Yes, yes. Yes, that's the idea. The surprise, the uniqueness. A person hears a joke once, it's funny. Twice, maybe. Once you heard it a few times, you're not going to laugh anymore. Why? The answer is, it's the surprise that makes you laugh. It's the punchline that was unexpected that generates the chord of laughter in the human psyche. Give me an example. <laughs> <laughs> that was an example. <laughs> Why did people laugh right now? I don't usually make those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's because they know you and they know that you don't make these jokes? <laughs> and that's the klal. Every good comedian knows how do you get the crowd... Right? It's always how you say the... What do they say? Yeah, delivery. The suspense. The build-up. And the more... The timing. And the more unexpected, the funnier it is. Especially if it's a Lashen, Neufel Lashen. There's one unexpected component. People are laughing. And then he goes off to another comedy routine that's again unexpected. So the laughter is building on the previous laughter. Building on the previous laughter. People become hysterical. But his office of Yesh Lion doesn't come as a sudden punchline, it's a slow development. It's not, it's not giving you laugh to the same way that when someone hits you by surprise. With, and when someone takes that, if Levyosin is a new toy, and you take out a new toy, Givaldi, that's a sudden. But here, it's a whole long avoda. It's not, You're saying that the punchline is taking a few thousand yeah, years. Right. It's a long that. joke. It's a long joke. But it's all a joke. <laughs> There was somebody who once said, God is the greatest comedian whose audience forgot to laugh. So essentially, all of life is essentially seen as a, as a comedy. But comedy not uh, in a negative sense, comedy in a very beautiful sense, in a, in a glorious sense. Because the process from Ayin to Yesh, that's the process of creation, which is itself unique, but that's the divine process. The human process... What we bring to creation is the other way. 
making from yesh ayin. From making ayin to yesh, that's Hashem's process. So that's not funny for him. That's what he does. The human initiative, what does the human contribute to the process of creation is, we don't have the ayin, we have the yesh. To take the yesh and to be able to bring that yesh back to its true source, its true core, which is ayin, which means aligning the outer world with the inner world, the physical with the spiritual, the material with the transcendental, the external with the deep, the falsehood with the truth. To be able to look at the shell of existence and see it as a shell and align it back to its core. Go back up the ladder from earth to heaven. That is the Shidui Miyesh Ayin. That's the Tzayri Chaliyah. So creation is a Yerida from Ayin, from a state where everything is one and everything is submerged in oneness and everything is submerged in Ein Soif. And the beginning of the biggest Yerida is that the Oyer of Hashem goes through the quantum leap of what? Of going into a state of yesh. What's the state of yesh? That it becomes a source of creation, as discussed. And the whole process of ilava alu. And that's the biggest yirida of all yiridas. That is the source of all yiridas. That yirida of the identity, outside of the Ein Soif, into a source of creation. And the tachlis is, leviyasan zayetzartelosachik boy, the tzchoik, the simcha, which comes from the chiddush, of making from yesh ayin, in other words, looking at the yesh and saying, and now we're going to surprise ourselves. How are we going to surprise ourselves? To see in this yesh the capacity for it to be transformed into ayin. And that's the levyasar that's the concept of chibor. In other words, to link back things together that seem so disparate, so disconnected, that's the chiddush of the levyasar, and that's create, that creates schaik. Which also, as he says elsewhere, it explains, and Torah told us, why the first name of the first Jew was Yitzchak. Which basically means laughter. Kol HaShemeya Yitzchak Like a joke, Tzchak. Which, if you think about it, it's a funny thing. Right? If I ask you, what did your father name you? You'll say a joke. Great for self-confidence, huh? Your father named you laughter. Like he looked at you and he said, wow. Everybody's going to laugh. Everybody's going to laugh. On one level, it's simcha, yeah? But Yitzchak means tzchok. Tzchok means laughter. Kol Yitzchak. A joke. Laughter. Laughter. Uh, later... Is the first Jew? What? The first, the first person born as a Jew. Born. born as a Jew. Avram was a name given by his father, probably. But Yitzchak is the first name of a Jew, is Laughter. So this is why Jews do love jokes, because it's inherent in our DNA. Our first name is Yitzchak, that's our name. Jews have a certain uh, weakness for humor, right? So one reason for it is there's a professor, there's a Yiddish professor in Harvard, her name is Ruth Weiss, Ruth Weiss. So she once gave a lecture about this, I read a lecture somebody sent me, and she said that the reason uh, Jews love humor is by understanding why Israelis don't have a good sense of humor. He says, she says, go to Israel and make a joke, and sometimes it can cost you pretty heavily, especially in your taxi, with a taxi driver. So she says, the reason is that Jews developed humor because they had no way of defending themselves against all of their attackers. So their only defense was to laugh. So humor became essentially a way of dealing with misery. She said, but in Israel, they learned to defend themselves, so therefore they stopped laughing. 
That was her theory. But the truth is, it goes much deeper than that. And that is because the definition of life from a Jewish perspective is to create laughter, to create humor. You say a guy has a good sense of humor. What's that a sense of humor? How would you describe it? You say this guy has a sense of humor, this guy doesn't have a sense of humor, right? <laughs> what does it mean? We know what it means when somebody doesn't have a sense of humor. We all know that, right? <laughs> what does it mean when somebody has a sense of humor? What does it mean? How would you define it? Anybody? Lenny, do you have a sense of humor? I don't know. Um, you know, you say things that are funny. You have a sense of humor. Sometimes I can't take a joke. You say he has no sense of humor. You know, so, yeah, as, so if I could describe it not as a scientific description, but simply as a social description, a conventional description is somebody who knows how to laugh about things. Somebody who could take a difficult situation, right? To see it as an irony. You know, you're stuck in an airport for 10 hours. You could be miserable. You could be depressed. It's a legitimate response. That's what Jews do, especially if you don't have food. But the guy with a sense of humor, he just, he always has, or she always has, you know, the right way of looking at it. The same facts. You can't change the facts. But there's a way of looking at it with irony, with humor, with laughter. You know, you'll usually, he'll find some point from left field that nobody thought about, which makes people laugh, it means you don't take anything too seriously. You don't see things as completely serious. You could laugh at yourself also. You don't take yourself so seriously. Fascinatingly, according to this mimer, this is the peak of spirituality. Why? Because essentially, Hashem creates a world. What's the purpose of it? What's the purpose? What was he missing? What was God missing without the creation of the world? And it seems from here that what was missing was humor. Basically what was missing was humor. Everything was predictable. And predictable realities don't create humor. It's like a predictable punchline. It's not going to make you laugh. What makes Hashem and the world laugh is unpredictable. That which is unusual what he calls here his chachos, shinui hateva, that's what creates schoik, chedva, oizve chedva, leviyoson You know, when you see a baby behaving like a baby and an adult behaving as an adult, you don't laugh. But when you see a baby speaks like an adult, you know, sometimes a three-year-old, two-year-old will start telling you things that you expect from a 40-year-old, everyone starts laughing, he's so cute! And when you hear an adult speaking like a baby, okay, again, then you start crying, I guess. But a three-year-old is supposed to be a three-year-old. When a three-year-old starts telling you things that you expect from an adult, it's like, that's funny. Yeah. Somebody once described to me, he's at a conference. There's 3,000 people at a conference. And they call up the keynote speaker, who takes himself very seriously, and is dressed to kill. To kill. Beautiful. And he has his anti-shakes with all of his papers that he already prepared for three months in advance. And he's walking up to the podium. And there's a banana peel. And he slips. And the poor guy falls down and the suitcase opens. And all those 300 papers are scattered all over the place. And everyone starts laughing. And some of you even started to laugh right now. Not from it happening, from my describing it. Not because you're sadists. Huh? Why? Not because they're say. Some people have a sadistic quality to them. We're not talking about that. They're not sadistic. 
Some like they appreciate, well, some people do, they appreciate this guy's mapala, you know. That itself is a simcha. But there's something else to it, and that is, it's the, it's the, the contrast between what was supposed to be and what was. What was supposed to be was, this man is going to shine in his full, full glory, and what was, was a stupid banana peel defeated him. You know, he fell prey to a banana peel. That contrast is very interesting. Take a guy, a CEO, who's a multimillionaire and takes it all very seriously, and when he walks into the office, have a kid stick on uh, some... Uh, yeah, whatever. It, it becomes funny because the contrast. There was a video that went around recently of a guy who was reporting from, CEO, uh, from CNN or something, doing some big, big, important news interview from overseas, and his little kid kept running to the room where he was live to CNN and playing with him. The whole world went with crazy with video. He's talking about world events and shaking things, and this little kid comes in and starts jumping around, and he does not have to deal with it. The whole world went crazy with that video. Right. That contrast. So it's the abnormality, the irregularity, the unexpected punchline that creates tzachak. So the question now is, why did Hashem create the world? And the answer is, for this tzachak. Why? What's the greatest joke? <laughs> What's the most unexpected punchline in history? The most unexpected punchline in history is human idealism, human holiness, or in the Lushan of the Mimer, that the Yesh can be converted back to Ayan. The fact that a human being is a narcissist, that's not a Chiddush. That's not an unexpected punchline. That's normal. The fact that you're self-centered, the fact that you go into a depression taking yourself very seriously and saying your whole life is worthless because of this problem and that problem, that's normal. The chiddush of life, the joke, what creates comedy, what creates humor is the human being having the ability to be able to steer at the yesh and not be swallowed up in it, but rather align it and transform it and convert from Yesh into Ayah. Or in other words, not to succumb to the external, selfish, fragmented, neurotic, and divisive nature of man, but rather be able to see the oneness in the universe. Be able to see the world not as a place of Yesh, but as a place of Ayah. Be able ultimately to take back every detail of existence and trace it back all the way to the Ayah, all the way back to the way it was in its source, where it was in the mire, where it was complete oneness, that's the chiddish that human beings create. And when God sees that, He says, Ooh, that was funny. That was unexpected. So whenever a person changes something in the, in the script, whatever that script is, when you change that script, that's basically a circus show. It's a circus show, and we say, Levyosan is the idea of chibur, hapam yilava. That the husband and wife should fight? Welcome to the club. Thank you. Okay, everybody fights. Big deal. You have a disagreement? Sure. Levyosan is hapam yilava yishela. This time my husband will be close to me. A Yid once came to a Rav and he said, Rebbe, 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 Chvila, get! I want to get! He says, relax, very <laughs> Good morning. 
Besides the few romantics that uh, nature produces, okay, so you're struggling with your marriage, fine. Revelation. You think you you and Columbus discovered America? Avilaget, join. This is, this is normal. Couples fight and disagree constantly, especially if they're Jewish. Okay. That's not the Kiddush. So you get into a fight and you don't speak for a day and two days and mefita, bruges, and fine, everybody's upset. So you're normal, fine, you're part of another uh, billions of people who are fighting with each other. You'll see, it's brought in Chesidus, Yitzchak, Avimelech, he was named Yitzchak because of laughter. And later in Teldus it says, Avimelech looked out the window, looked through the window, what did he see? Yitzchak metzachik es rivka Yitzchak was laughing, he was jesting with his wife, which is of course a euphemism for intimacy. Why does the Torah have to say metzachik? It's not like the Chumash doesn't say clearly these words, right? By Adam it says yada es chava. By Yosef it says shichva. Later it says legalis erva. Here it says metzachik which is the name of Yitzchak. One of the reasons is because Yitzchak and Rivka were opposites in every possible way. Yitzchak was midas hagvura, Rivka was midas hachesed. Yitzchak was introverted completely, Rivka was extroverted. Their shidduch was not a regular shidduch. And even their own children they had a disagreement with. Rivka loved Yaakov, and Yitzchak loved Esav. And Rivka was extremely aggressive with her love for Yaakov to the point that she had him still take the brachas from her son Esav, contrary to what her husband wanted. You would expect after all of this, Yitzchak would look at Rivka and say, you know what, this is not really a good shidduch. Let's call it quits. The only one by it says, after the wedding, he loved her, is Yitzchak and Rivka. What was the way, the method of this was Yitzchak metzachik as Rivka Yishka. Yitzchak and Rivka never failed to understand that the purpose of life was to laugh. The purpose of life was metzachik. Yitzchak knew this from his own name. Kol Yitzchakli. That's what Sarah and Avram, when Yitzchak is born, they say, From Alekim could come Tzchaik. And Alekim is Midas Simpson. That's what the Altar Rebbe says in Torah Ertold. You read the Tzorah Chaliyah. It's the Alekim that creates a Tzchaik. It's the Yesh and its conversion back into Ayin that creates Tzchaik. It creates Simcha. So when you wake up in the morning and say, I'm not getting out of bed, I'm going to squeeze the snooze button, and I'm going to sleep another hour, that's a predictable punchline. People like to sleep. People are lazy. That's predictable. When the person defies the predictable, when the person transcends the predictable, when the person... Huh? huh? What? Right. When the person defies the predictable, and says this, I know the predictable is we're going to fight. Fine, we'll fight. Well, that's normal. Welcome, fine. You fight, you're lazy, you're selfish, you're beastly, you're narcissistic. This is the human condition. We live in a world of yeshus. It's a world of sharks. People kill each other and beat up each other and they live at the expense of the destruction of the other. Right? As Dale Carnegie used to say that he had a great awareness in life when he discovered that I matter completely not to other people. And I promise you that any person, if they have a slight headache, it matters to them much more than if I drop dead in front of them. You hear somebody died, okay? You make a sign, but the fact that you have a headache or that you got a late fee on your mortgage or whatever it is, he says, matters much more. That's the human condition. 
conflict, war, competitiveness, jealousy, envy, hatred, internally and, and, and externally. The fact that we are each fragmented, within ourselves we're fragmented, we're separated, we're not part of a larger oneness, we don't even feel in ourselves our idealism, our holiness, our divinity. These are all chidushim. But this is the great chidush, the great hischachos, that is the essence of Yiddishkeit. It's the essence of what the purpose of creation was, which is a process of me'ayin liyesh, that the person makes from yeshayin. Balatanya once said in Yiddish, he said, the Eibishter macht von ruchnius gashmius, kedaz ayid zolmachin von gashmius ruchnius. Which is, it seems simple, but it's so profound. All of creation is Hashem takes energy and converts it into matter. All matter is really energy. Einstein taught us in physics that matter and energy are interchangeable. But the concept of it in a more abstract form, I'm talking here about energy in a more abstract form, is all matter it comes from energy. That's what he's saying here. All yesh comes from ayin. The whole process of creation is ayin develops into yesh. The question is what level of ayin, what level of yesh. There's you know, endless levels of what is the ayin, but the concept is energy becomes matter. And what's the purpose? The purpose is that we should convert matter back into energy. To take the Geshem and turn it back into the Ruach. Because the Geshem is really Ruach. Right? It's really Ruach. It's just another face of it. It is really. That's the point. It's not really a Chiddush. It looks like a Chiddush. It's Shinui HaTeva. Because at the surface this is a world of Yesh. So that's all in this Pasek. Leviyasan ze yatsarta It's the Leviyasan. Yilavu eilecha v'yishar sucha. Hanilvim eilav. Hapam yilavu ishi eiloi. Leia says, that's where the word Levi comes from, Levyasan. Leia says, finally my husband will accompany me. He won't be a stranger. That's the Chiddush of Levi, Levyasan. This is Chibur. All Chibur creates laughter. Why? The status quo of existence is fragmentation. You are you, and I am I. And we don't connect. We connect for ulterior motives. If I can get some money from you, I'll connect to you. All connections are motivated by ulterior motive, by narcissism. That's how the world goes. There's no real chibur, there's no real connection. The idea of Livyasan that there should be a connection, this is Lasachik boy. This is the source of schoik, the schachos that the Yesh could come back into Ayah. If I state, is this funny? According to the Balatanya, this is the greatest joke in history. Human holiness, human idealism, that you could look at yourself and naturally what are you supposed to see? A behemoth. And that's what you, that's what you were told, right? What were you told? <laughs> a behemoth or a chaya? A levaya behemoth. A behemoth would be a compliment, yeah? What was your bechina? A chayera, yeah? A chayera. And you know what? Darwin will agree. Darwin writes, Charles Darwin writes in The Origin of Species, that the most important ramification of uh, the idea of evolution is that fundamentally there's no difference between human being and beast. Essentially we're the same. Yes, may took millions of years, billions of years to evolve, but essentially each one of us is a beast. So what can you expect? What can you, just because we're homo sapiens, we're more intelligent, we build museums, we like opera, we love ballets, and we like classical music, and we create iPhones. So it's just because we're more sophisticated. So we eat shish kebabs. Instead of going and, 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 and hunting a, an antelope and tearing it into pieces and eating it with the blood, we go to restaurants, 
and there's Bach playing in the background, da, 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 and the waiter comes out with little nice pieces of lamb chops, and it doesn't look like the jungle, but it's the same thing. Right? And it's more expensive too. At least in the jungle, they're honest. They go, they grab the poor antelope, they tear it to pieces, and it becomes to the slime of a shaita. So we just do it in a sophisticated way. But it's the same Nakuda. My father always said that, Allah Shalom said, always said that the Tuadar was right. No doubt that his father was a vain. <laughs> Don't tell me about me. Say <laughs> <laughs> you good. Huh? So this means when you look at a reality, you could look at it in two ways. The person without the sense of humor says, it is what it is. The person with the sense of humor says, it's only here for me to change it. Who's right? (laughs) That answer, you have to answer. Who's right? One person looks at reality and says, okay, this is what it is. You embrace it. Or you fall prey to it. And the humor idea is, no. It's here in order to create an element of surprise. Surprise yourself. Surprise reality. Surprise history. Make that telephone call. Do that move that will surprise you. It will surprise you. Somebody once said the definition of a good chesidisha maisa is when the soul surprises the mind. When the soul surprises the mind. The mind is predictable. Sometimes the soul can surprise the mind. You know, you hear something about somebody and you say this, Neshama surprised the mind. That's what it is. That's the concept of Tzchayk, of his Hachos. The Yeride Tzayrech Aliyah. Yes. Yeah. Simcha Pairetz Geder. Why? Because there's no... Geder means there are fences. Here you go, here you don't go. Simcha breaches the gedar. It breaches the fences. Just like when you see when a person is very happy, certain fences and defenses don't exist, right? They'll speak in a way that they usually don't speak. They'll speak to people they usually don't speak. They'll say things they usually don't say. A person is in a very happy mood. The regular gedarim are not there. But the whole idea of simcha is based on, on, on Pritzas Gedar. And that's what creates simcha. Breaking gedarim also creates simcha. Also, so human heroism, human heroism, human idealism, human holiness, the idea that the human can be holy, that the human can transcend, that is the Nakud of Yesh being converted into Ayah. Vihine Lamata. One, two, three, four, five, six. So the next time in life when you could do something and it's predictable, okay, that's fine. You could do something that's predictable if you do it or you don't do it. But where you touch the purpose of life is when you do the unpredictable. When you surprise yourself. And kevayachal, you surprise Hashem. That's where he could turn around and say, wow, this guy is really funny. This I didn't expect. This, I couldn't see coming. This, I couldn't anticipate. What do I mean I couldn't anticipate this? Mitzah, the teva of things, it should have unfolded in one way. 
it unfolded another way. Like ten lines from the bottom, yeah. Vihine Lamat the line starts Hayesh La Ayin Ide Habitl parenthesis. Vihine one step deeper. Lamata bitl ayashlain u bitl gashmis luchnis. Down here, what's Pshat the Yesh coming back to Ayin or being aligned with the Ayin? It means that the Geshem becomes aligned with the Ruach. Everything in the world has the physical facade and the spiritual core. Bitla Yesh Lahayin means don't become a victim to the Geshem. See the Ruach in the Geshem. Like we explained many times, a simple muscle would be food. Food could be very alluring on the outside, but ask what's inside. Or put it differently, what is it going to do inside your body? The whole industry of food is basically about seven seconds. From when you take the fork, you put it in, till it goes into your mouth. How long does that take? Depends if you're a zoil and a If you're a zoil it takes two seconds. If you eat as I calmly, take seven seconds, nine seconds. The whole industry of food, which is a multi-billion dollar industry, restaurants and the foods and the de- decoration, decoration, it's all for seven seconds, right? The waiter brings the plate, it looks good, right? And then you put it into your mouth. What happens if I offer you the same food, but after it was already regurgitated? Yeah? Most people will freak out. The whole beauty is the chitzoinius of it. But what does it have for presentation? But now ask yourself what's inside of it, or what is it going to do inside your system? The same is true in everything in life. There's the outer layer and there's the inner layer. In a more abstract way, one is the geshem and one is the ruach. Bittala, yeshla, ayin means that the gashmias and the ruchnias should be consistent with each other. The gashmias should be bottled. The gashmias should be a vehicle for ruchnias, not the other way around. In everything in life, this is the person's body, and a person's money, a person's relationships, a person's lifestyle, a person's whole hashkafas oilam. A dysfunctional life means that the ruchnius is lost, and the person just falls prey to the outside. A life of bitla yeshla ayin means that the gashmis and the ruchnius are consistent. The Toldus Yaakov Yosef says, in Parshas Vayelach, he says, we're learning now in Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, such a very interesting word, that's a situation where a person takes a shoifer, and it's a big shoifer, and he puts another shoifer inside the shoifer, so he has two shoifers, and he blows. Is he yoy to the mitzvah or not? So the Gemara says, Im kol pnimi shama, if he blew the inside shoifer, because it was sticking out a little bit, it was sticking out from both sides, then yotza. Why? Because the fact that there's an outer shoifer doesn't disturb the inner shoifer. But if im kol chitzon shama, then lo yatsa. If he heard the kol chitzon, if he blew the chitzon, he's not going to any mitzvah. So told us Yaakov Yosef, some modern situation, this guy is really bored. One shayf, another. So he says, in everything in life, there's the kol chitzon and there's the kol pnimi. Everything has a pnimius and a chitzon to it. That's the two shayfers. So the Gemara says, you have to remember, im kol pnimi shama yatsa. Make sure you hear the koila pnimi, not the koila chitzen. Don't get affected by the chitzenius the kekoil. Always tune into the pnimi. Look for the pnimius. Look for the ruach. Look for the core. Look for what's inside of everything. It starts with food, but it's with everything in life. Every nekuda in life, you want to see what's inside of it. That's called bitul 
Hayesh La'ayin. Don't ever fall prey to the outer facade of things. Not yourself and not others. It's always the inner. That's what it's in this world. It's Ruchnis and Gashmis, basically. But he says, Ach Be'emes, here's a line. Lemayla gam p'chines ha-ruchnis u'p'chines yesh. Here, Ruchnis is Ayin and Gashmis is yesh. He says, you go a little higher. Ruchnis is Ech yesh. The Ayin is something else completely. Remember, yesh Ayin begins with the oil, the oil of Ein Soif in the source. It comes out of its source. It's already called yesh. We call down here, it's almost very, it's almost black and white, almost. Right? Yesh ayin. Yesh is the physicality itself, which doesn't express anything divine, any sacredness, any godliness, any transcendence. Like just plain selfishness and fragmentation, beastliness. But he says, in the higher, you go higher, the ruchniyas that was down here, ayin, over there is oich yesh. So when you say Yashanayan, every Madreg is a different Yashanayan. So you can have a very spiritual, spiritual state. It's really Yesh. Why is it Yesh? Because it's detached. Even though, Legabe, a lower level, it's Mamish, the peak of Ayan, the pinnacle of nothingness. But really, it's somethingness. She'en l'cha'es of Malmata, she'en le'mazel Malmayla. The Gemara, the Chazal say in Medrash, there's no grass, blade of grass down here, that doesn't have a mazel that strikes it and says, Gdal, grow, grow. So they used to look at this by Mechazal and say, okay, it's a cute by Mechazal. Every grass has a mazel, some force, some energy, some guardian angel who hits it and says, Nu, vax, vax, vax. Today when you study the world of botany, the genius of every blade of grass, of every flower, of every plant, of every bush, to know exactly what to do in order to exist and grow and then procreate and reproduce is incredible. You could sit in a university for a thousand years to try to figure out how to do things and it doesn't come close to the brilliance of a leaf in knowing how to take sunlight and convert it into sugar, glucose. And in a flower, how to attract the right insect in order so that the female should get pollination, seed, so that it can create a new generation. And every flower knows exactly what to do. Always. No one ever makes mistakes there. No one fails. Nobody gets a zero. Yeah. So the pshat is, what you see as something at the surface, there's much more to nature than what we see. Nature has a whole internal spiritual life. A whole internal, just like the body. The whole DNA, somebody, the body has a program. There's a programmer who tells the body exactly what to do. Every cell knows exactly what to do. You never have a child comes out of the mother's womb and the teeth decided to be on the feet. You ever saw? On the two knees you have teeth. And the eyes are on the elbows. Why? How do the eyes always know where to... How does the body know where to put the eyes always? You have a person working in your office 40 years and he still doesn't get things right. And he's been, it's true, he's been in training forever, and we're the homo sapiens, we're the, the pinnacle after all evolution. And these, the, 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 this one cell of a tr- 100 trillion cells in the body knows exactly what to do, how to do, when to do, non-stop. 
So what's pshat? The pshat is, unless a person is mamish tafke blind, to be blind, when one studies the universe, one sees that there's a spiritual consciousness in it. All of the physical, tremendous qualities of our world are products of a physical manifestation. That's what he says. So there's no grass. She'en le mazel. understood it, and that that's taka the ayin, that's, that's the core. Look at the asim, the physical thing, like the food, the asim, yeah. whatever, and there's a, a spiritual core, which is the ayin underneath, which is Muslim. And now he's saying that that core, which we've until today been calling the, the, the ayin underneath, is really its own yeshas. Legabe, deeper, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Are you fine? <laughs> Not, uh, just we, 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 we this it's, it's, my it's, it's my problem. It's my problem. It's not your problem. It's going to be developed. Do you think this mazel is in a vacuum? He receives his instructions. Shmarayefana means the sediments of the ifanim, which is the lowest level of ten categories of malachim. In davening, we have ifanim, the shmarayefanim gives instructions to the mazel. Legabi the grass, the mazel is the ayin, that's its spiritual core. Legabi the ifanim, the mazel is yesh. The ifanim, legabi the mazel is yesh. Is ayin, legabi chayis hakodesh. All the ifanim are yesh. The chayis hakodesh is ayin. Legabe the serafim. The chayis hakodesh are yesh. Depends which direction of the ladder you're looking. Yes. Looking down, it's yesh. You're looking up, it's uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Right. So it's different levels of yes. We just thought we said that you go into spiritual world. The spiritual world is I and Lagabi the Yesh. But the spiritual reality itself That's how we learned until Lagabi the deeper space is also Yesh. We never learned This class is brought to you by the Yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at ww.theyeshiva.net slash donate.